Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Hospitality Queens. I'm Erin. What up? It's Whitney. We got a special guest in the house. What up? Corey in the house. Corey in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Corey in the house, you guys. He blessed us with his presence. How are you today, Corey? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Happy to be alive and going strong. Hey. That's the keys to success at this point. Um, You guys, Corey is my cousin. Um, Real blood, not for fake. Um, I can't wait to talk about all the great things we used to do back in the day. Uh, But to start us off, he got a he got something he's sipping on. We got to learn a little bit about what you're drinking. Yeah, and on some scissors. Absolutely. So I'll bring it up close here so you can see get a good picture of it. So this is Uncle Nears. This is the 1856. Uh, They also have an 1884. Uh, interesting story about this. So I know you're familiar with Jack Daniel, right? I think mm-hmm. Jack Daniel. All right. Do you know who taught Jack Daniel how to actually distill whiskey? It was a black man. I, I've heard about this before from um, what's his name? Kenny Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, but tell us, tell everybody. Yeah. So it's, know. It's Uncle Nearest. Uh, his name was Nathan. Um, nearest green um, so he was a former slave and he was basically one of the first uh, master distillers of uh, whiskey and he actually taught Jack Daniels the techniques that they're using to this day right now so uh, a few years ago a uh, lady named uh, Fawn Weaver uh, is an author and she found out about the story and she basically um, brought it back to life so um, this whiskey has been winning awards all over the country uh, it won 2019 and 2020 as well. And this is 100 proof, really, really smooth uh, whiskey uh, from Tennessee. That's where we're from. So, hey. hey. <laughs> See, shout out to 36. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. So, does that, is it like super smooth? Does it have like a little bit of an off? Like, how? Well, this one in particular, it's, it's 100 proof. Uh, got a little bite at the end of it, but it's, it's it's pretty smooth. You can probably drink a good portion of this and be okay. <laughs> 100 proof. Ooh, it's a big portion for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of that. <laughs> I love that. What are you sipping on with? Um, I made a mule today. So it's a blackberry... We'll say it's a what do they call whiskey mules? A Kentucky mule? If it's whiskey, I thought or Tennessee. I don't know Tennessee. Where I don't know where wherever Maker's Mark is from. So I'm gonna call it a a, a blackberry Maker's mule. How about that? Okay. So I muddle blackberries, simple syrup, fresh squeezed lime, and Maker's Mark. So I muddled that with ice and then i top with glass lanes ginger beer so super simple straight to the point cheers i love that yeah um i made my little twist of an old-fashioned so i'm using the rosewood empire um whiskey again i did i have these oranges called like cava they're like super super red um oranges i did a mm-hmm. inch of grenadine because i didn't have any cherries um and i muddled her up and that was it. Short and sweet, but she's strong. Mm-hmm. So that might be the name of her. She's strong. 
That's a good night. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> strong. Huh? Okay. Yes. So we did whiskey in honor of Corey today because he knows his whiskey. Okay. Um, and you are at, where are you at right now? The Cigar District. It's a um, cigar lounge in Bentonville, Arkansas, uh, home to Walmart. Um, really, really nice facility. Uh, upstairs, downstairs, patio. And I'm actually in a conference room here now talking to, to you ladies. Cool. Oh, that's conference dope. room in the cigar lounge. I love that. Absolutely. What do you look for in a cigar lounge? Because you've been to so many. Like, is there certain amenities that you like? Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, it's it's more the decor as well as the um, selection of cigars. Um, I mean, there's a lot of places you can smoke. Uh, there's a lot of brands you can smoke. Um, mm-hmm. So the selection and the quality of the cigars is what I look for. When did you start, like, smoking cigars? Ah, great story. So I actually started smoking cigars in 09, actually. And uh, my first one I started smoking is this one here. If you can see, mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. 1964 uh, uh, really good cigar construction. It's called a box press because if you look at it, it's like a square. Yeah. Compared to a, a regular Round. circle uh, cigar. Really, really great smoke. This family has been around for a very long time. Uh, it's one of the uh, high-end cigars uh, right up there with Davinoff. Uh, then you got Padron, then you got a few others, but these are some of the top best cigars in the world, besides for Cuban. Some people like the Arden Cubans are good, but you know, the ones you can get here in America, these, these are the best. Mm. Cool. So kind of like a backstory, like we all lived in Tampa at the same time. So yeah. I know Corey as well. We all lived there. So did you start, like you started smoking cigars there? That's a huge thing at Ybor City is the cigar. I didn't, I didn't start smoking cigars. No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. stuff back then. You know, non-medicinal uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> More on the, on the cigarettes, the cigarillo side of things. And, and it great in my life is when I got to the cigars there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yes. Cool. We used to live in good old Tampa stomping grounds do you you've been back to, is there like a cigar place that you like to go when you go to tampa yeah uh so there's a uh store a davenoff flagship store in tampa uh, i like to go there a lot uh it's pretty good uh i mean you know tampa is like the home outside of miami for cigars so i mean it's a plenty plenty of cigar rounders there uh yeah. great great selection i mean you're getting really close to items that's coming right off right off the ship so um Really great place to smoke. Yes, I love it. I know Corey at his wedding had a cigar uh, rolling station. So much. Yep. That's dope. So dope. Um, So perfect. He is a cigar person. I smoke cigars when I'm with Corey. Like when he comes to town, he's like, you want to try? I'm like, all right, go. But like when I first tried one, I inhaled because I did didn't know how that worked out, but I learned like the rookie quickly. mistake. Yeah. Oh, rookie. I was like <laughs> dying, dying, stomach hurt and all. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest if someone's like just barely trying to figure out this whole cigar thing? Like, what would you suggest be their first one to try? Yeah, uh, that's a tough question, actually. Um, I would say 
something more on a mild side because you got different strengths. You got mild to medium, medium to full body. Uh, typically, how they run. Uh, you have infused cigars. It's more flavored type cigars. Uh, but I would suggest anybody start with a mild cigar. I don't have any mild cigars here right now, uh, but a mild to medium would be a good starting point for somebody. Okay, mild and medium. I like it. And then you got to have the torch, right? Like you can't just light cigars with like a regular lighter, right? No, yeah, you can actually use a number two. You can use a soft flame, uh, so something like a uh, lighter. Uh, mm. uh, torch, and I actually can show you here. So uh, real quick. So if you look at the cigar, mm-hmm. light here. there's a cap on the top right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cigar is basically uh wrapper filler binder filler is all that tobacco inside and these are all leaves there's no chemicals anything like that introduced to these cigars so they pretty much bunch it up and then they basically put a binder around it then they put a wrapper around it so this is basically four to five different uh tobacco leaves big tobacco leaves so the cap you can use either a straight cut and I'll, i'll tell you the difference here so you have a guillotine straight cut. Cut your finger off if you're not careful. Mm, uh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> when so you say guillotine, it made me think yeah. back into history class when you think about the people or like the uh, the witches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so you have a V cut. And uh, we got this one thing called the punch. It's where you can basically just put a small hole in it. So I'll start from like the punch. All the way up to the V cut, then to the guillotine straight cut. So the punch is the most intense cut you can make on a cigar because it creates a small hole at the foot of the, I'm sorry, not the foot, but the uh, the base of the cigar. Uh, so it's concentrated amount of smoke and intensity. So it's really strong. The story behind this, true story, uh, it was some guys out on the golf course and they didn't have any type of cutters with them. So they just decided to bite off the tip of the cigar, which some people do. And it was like, you know what? Let's get a key. So they used the key. They put a, put the key right through the bottom of the cigar, open it up. Here's the punch. So these guys was like, hey, we can make, make some money off this. So they created the punch. And now they're multimillionaires. Wow. From the punch. That's dope. So yep. what I'm gathering, too, from people that smoke cigars, don't fuck with them because they can cut your fingers off. They can punch <laughs> it. They'll punch your ass in the yeah. throat. Uh, I'm staying on y'all night side because that just is dangerous to me. Yeah, it's some pretty sharp stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. next Man. is a V cut. Uh, creates another smaller, uh, like in the middle cut, basically mm-hmm. creates a, a V in the actual cigar at the top here. And what that does is uh, provides more smoke. Uh, but the, the disadvantage of it is, is that you actually mess up the cap of the cigar and it can kind of affect the, the experience and uh, what you're smoking. And finally, the traditional route here is a guillotine straight cut. And what you have to do, and I'm going to do a straight cut today. What you're going to do is go about right there where that cap is at. Mm-hmm. Bring that guillotine. If I can show you. Uh, right there. You see where it's on mm-hmm. the side? Just cut it down. Ooh. Ready. All right. You top, take, top of your finger. Yep. <laughs> you take your, take your flame here. Now, this is called toasting the cigar. So you never put the flame right on the cigar. You keep it just at an angle where it can basically just slightly touch the cigar. You can rotate the uh, flame. You see that smoke coming from there? 
Yeah. Uh, basically activating those, um, the oils and everything in the uh, cigar. And Come on, oils. For a second. I'll go ahead and. There you go. And that's what helps about it. I like how you started that because little old me would just be going just like. Ah. Used to so you gotta you gotta warm her up. You gotta prep yeah. her up. Yeah, yeah, go in for the <laughs> Okay, okay. Hmm? I'm about to go to the cigar bar and be looking like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm ready. Cutting off fingers and everything. <laughs> the finger part for me though. Yeah. Now there are multiple leaves. I'm I'm not that in depth to the point I can I can tell you this is a Maduro wrapper. Uh there are at least Ah, so many different blends and so many um, styles of cigar shapes and the leaf they use. So basically, cigar companies uh, take a mix of all of them. Some of them are all the same leaf uh, from different parts of the tobacco plant. Some of them infuse things from like Nicaragua, uh, Esther Leaf, uh, you name it, Brazilian. We got African Cameroon wrappers. I mean, it's just it's, it's a plethora of different ways you can actually construct a cigar to get different. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta know. Yep. So if you could go travel anywhere in the world to like enjoy a cigar and the vibes, like where where is that place? Where would that be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm say Dubai. Mm, okay. I'm say, say Dubai because um, you can get a lot of stuff in Dubai that you can't get anywhere else in the world. Also, Cubans as well, too. There's no embargoes there. Uh, so uh, it's a lot of seasoned uh, cigar smokers there um, and a lot of good tobacco that's over there as well, too. Nice. I would have never knew that. I know they have. I feel like they have so many different, like, things you can do. I'm like, because Sergeant can even smoke a cigar there. <laughs> yeah, you can actually smoke in restaurants in anywhere, basically, almost. Really? Mm. Mm. Just fire the survive cigar right there. Just leave them. Yeah. And go in. Mm. That's probably what the one thing that we're lacking here in certain areas is like places and patios that you can go and enjoy a cigar, like at restaurants and stuff like that. Even on the patio, like not like you have to be inside, but yep. do you find that you have some places there locally that you go to and smoke cigars? Yeah. <laughs> This is the place I normally come to because there is a patio. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, I mean, I probably can. Sh- you you want to see it? Oh, can we get a yeah. tour? Yeah. <laughs> so is that? I feel like that's like a good like date night or like a little nightcap place too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is actually. We got key fob access. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Come on, key fob. Is this? This is fancy. This? I feel like you, you can live there. Nice. Do yeah. you have to have like a membership or something? Yeah, you do. Okay, that's dope. That's fancy. That's you can really impress somebody. <laughs> got their membership. <laughs> got your key fob, the conference room. That's nice. That's fancy. Oh. Okay, y'all. That's really dope. Nice. Yeah, so you can oh wow, it's huge. Come around here, then there's another section. Nice. Yeah. That's outside? Yes. Wow. So it's covered too, right? The cover? Yep, it is. Got another. Wow. No, all the here. stuff you need. Everything you need. 
Absolutely. That's awesome. Some I'm other guys in there watching uh football right now. I can go bother them for a second. I'll show you that. It's like a little man. It's like a man cave. Yeah, it's called a refuse, actually. That's the sign. The refuse. Okay, the refuse. At the cigar district there. And let me go in and check around. Okay. You guys, if you're not checking us out on YouTube, you're missing this tour and you need to be. Yeah, you're missing the tour because this is lit. I know. Or like a little duck off. Hi, guys. Fun. (laughs) Y'all have a. Ooh, y'all chilling. Hey. Hey. That's the digs. Love that. (laughs) That's so that's all I look like. Jimmy Allen. Who does he look like? Jimmy Allen. Who's Jimmy Allen? It's a country guy. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy Allen. I love that. I'm feeling this hat though. Hey. This hat is lit. It's, it's the fallback. Hey. That place is really, really nice. Um, Downstairs as well, too, but it's closed right now. Downstairs closed. Closed at seven. So you can just go there and have like a whole day, get away from your noisy house for five seconds, have a cigar, relax. You don't necessarily need a full blown man cave always in the house. You can get out for a minute. Absolutely. And I think I think you've been here, Aaron. I think we came over here, right? I don't think did I did I go inside? I can't remember. I don't feel like I went inside. I feel like we went, we went there. To, went to my friend's house. I think he has no yes. Room. Oh my god. I went to his friend's house, you guys. We can take it back. So I went to Cave Springs, Arkansas to visit him. What was it? Easter. And we went to his friend's house. His friend has a full-blown cigar lounge in his house, like a bar in there the lounge chairs like the whole setup nights like loungy in the house ventilator things he had a whole cigar closet like he had his own lounge in the house it was legit it was legit that's dope (laughs) i'm like that's that's how you have a house so you don't have to like leave or anything it was legit it was legit though been northwest arkansas who would have known? Who would have knew? Who would have knew? Um, and then Corey has like a nice office. He's got his uh, cooler for his wine. Got to have all his cigar stuff. Patios decked out. So Arkansas was a vibe. It was very different, but I like that it's like that homey kind of vibe. So, and you know, we're from Memphis, Tennessee, so it ain't, it ain't that far. Mm, that's true. So for those Memphis 10, um, I found my skates, Corey. So I I have my skates, first (laughs) pair of skates I bought me and Corey used to go skating. You guys first pair of skates. He helped me like design these skates and I found them and they're in the house. I was like, I have to keep an eye on these. I don't know when I'm going to put them on, but I needed to have them close. Um, (laughs) Cause we used to be skating. I can't really skate. Corey skates though. He could skate for real still, backing up and everything. Hey. I don't know if I got it. (laughs) So what got you into skating back in the day? Was it just something that you did? Like, that was just... I mean, we used to go to the skating rink all the time, too, but, like... It's just one of those things in the South, like, you know, Atlanta, St. Louis, or St. Louis not the South, but Memphis, just... If you're from a a majority Black city, uh, the skate rink was the place. That was our club. 
So we went, yeah. we danced, we skated. Sometimes we didn't skate. We just danced. <laughs> we just hung yeah. out. And, and, and yeah. that's how I got into it. Yes, yeah, still got them skates out. I don't know, y'all. I took my kids skating a couple years ago, and whoo, your girl was sweating. <laughs> so um, I've been I've been out of the game for a minute. We got to try it out. But um, I think I told this story on the show before about how Corey was the first guy to buy my first chain, and that's what we used to wear the skating rink, um, the dragon chain. Yes, Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> was it for Cisco? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. When she was in a dragon, I was like, it has to be Cisco Return of the Dragon. Because that was the moment. Like, I had his CD, posters. Cisco was the whole thing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Right. Yeah, he got himself a chain. He was like, yo, we, we, we <laughs> out here in the skating rink. Like, like it's the club, like, on the weekends. And he was like, your chain. I'm like, I got a chain and skates. You couldn't tell me nothing. Like, girl had a whole chain and her custom skates what yeah it was lit it was lit right here in uh good old north dallas and um i went to that west lake skating rink too it still looks the same they have not remodeled anything they need to (laughs) revamp it still look old that's what they call them now very much retro (laughs) gotta keep the nostalgia okay literally um do you go skating there or you just been skating in your neighborhood yeah, so I go sometimes. They have a adult skate on Thursday uh, in Fayetteville. I go sometimes, but not as much as I used to. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thursday just must be the universal adult skate night because that's the night it is here, too. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> I know. Our, yeah. Our engineer, Dash, he loves skating. He goes every Thursday. That's so funny. We got to have a skating meetup. For real. <laughs> It'd be nice. I'm down. Yeah. With some cigars. <laughs> Tell me what's your favorite restaurant in Cave Spring slash Bentonville? Like what if someone came there, where would you take them? Yeah. Um it's a good one. So it's this local place called Theo's. It's uh it reminds me of uh Atlanta style restaurants, kind of real dark, uh great whiskey and scott selections um food is really great as well too so you know it, it reminds like i said again of a Atlanta restaurant um i like it they have a patio you can smoke on as well too the one here in rogers um uh, yeah so i would say theos that's the place theos i like that i'm going to try it out i when theos. i was there we ate some barbecue place and I told myself I was gonna remember what it was. It like had so many awards on the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, Whole Hall Cafe. Whole Hall Cafe. That sounds like it's gonna be good. Whole Hall. Yeah, Bill Clinton eats there. Like all the presidents come and eat at that place. Yeah. It was good. The oh. awards was. I was like, it better be fire because the rewards is all trophies, yeah. everything you can think of. But it was really good. I forgot what I had. I think I had like ribs and mm. something else, but it was pretty fire. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Oh, hog. whole hog. So I have have some questions for you to kind of like, sure. you know, dig a little deeper. There's some like these random questions I found. I um went to a um what was it? My best friend got married and she had her bachelorette weekend. Mm-hmm. So I got these like these uh, question sticks, and they have some really good shit on here. So here's the first one. Let's see. What's a gift that you would appreciate more than expensive jewelry? So I guess something that's more like sentimental. 
less expensive jewelry, I guess. Yeah, so like what? <laughs> so it says gifts. You said less expensive jewelry. Yeah. So you're a jewelry guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm a okay. wasp. Yeah, I love okay, wasp. Okay, okay. Um, thinking of that, let's see. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. Mm. Mm. Oh, some really great scotch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some some hard to get allocated type stuff. Yeah, like your Blantons, uh, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. 18, 25, some Johnny Walker Blue. You know that that extremely expensive stuff, but it's like kind of hard to get. Yeah. Okay. No wild turkey. What? Who? <laughs> that scotch. What are we gonna do with that? <laughs> Gonna start a barbecue or something. <laughs> <laughs> Is wild turkey scotch? No, I think no. it's a- like a whiskey, right? No, dang, there was something, some other scotch that was just fucking it's terrible. Okay, what's a game show you think you would be a successful contestant on? This is weird, but I will say Jeopardy. Jeopardy, my granny used to watch that. I just know random, <laughs> random yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Places you have regretted being after dark. Oh, wow. I'm going to take y'all back on this one. <laughs> uh, Club Piranha oh. at, at four o'clock in the morning in the parking lot, knocked out <laughs> with my cousin Terrence <laughs> at the night out. <laughs> Shout out to Terrence and Club Prada. Oh my God. That's Shout spot. out to Terrence. <laughs> that was a I'm spot. Like, I'm like, regret. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> too good. Too good. Ooh, y'all know we love Club Prana. I, I went the last time I went to Tampa and it was like epic, epic. All right, you got to ship us some cigars, Corey. We'll be waiting for our shipment. Gotcha. Uh, that was dope. I'm trying to come to the uh, to the refuge. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney gonna be there ready to go. <laughs> I love it I love that you guys have like this own little community there I think that is freaking amazing um that's super awesome like yeah that was dope I love that um tell me one great part about meeting these individuals. Corey's been around, like, so we haven't really gotten to all the great things you've done, but as we found out, he has served in the army um, and you've got to travel a lot and you've really met, like, he's king of networking. Like, I don't know nobody that does it better. I actually think I learned it from him. Like, he taught me to be who I am today. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say uh, now my, uh, my mid years, because I'm, 40 next year. Uh, what? Yeah. Dang, Corey. So, <laughs> so I was actually talking to my, my kids about this not too long ago, is that <clears throat> education and accolades and all that stuff won't get you so far. We we'll say that's 70%. Uh, we could say 60. Uh, it's that 40% where I call social currency uh, that you need to have in order to progress to the next level. Because uh, kind of speaking about corporate America, right, uh, these guys are, as you can tell, are top of their career uh, at this number one retailer uh, in, in the world here, right? Um, so in order to 
move up and pivot, you have to have those networks. You have to have people vouch for you. Uh, you know, you can come with all the accolades and degrees you want, uh, but you just got to have that that social currency, good social currency, you know, uh, mm-hmm. good reputation, good rapport in the community. Uh, and, and that's the path to success um, for if, if you choose to go that route, if you want to go that route, that's what you have to do. It's, it's almost a requirement at this point. It's kind of like what they say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's good to have that kind of like that street smart too to know how to like, you know, make it in those different circles and adapt to different environments as well. Yep. Yeah. I love that. And so how do you love corporate? Cause you went from serving the country to doing contract work, to having all these degrees and certifications and in corporate, how are you liking it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's challenging. I, I would say uh, <clears throat> I don't have a job. I mean, I have a, I have a mission in life. Um, when I got out, you know the story, Aaron, I, I wasn't HR at all. Um, I just kind of stumbled into it and I figured out that I like helping people. I like doing great things for people. And so I naturally pivot towards HR and, and functions where I can transform people's life. Uh, in Memphis, when I went back to Memphis, I mean, I basically uh, ran a Nike contract. I employed a lot of people in the city of Memphis, I mean, thousands, even some of our family members. Hey. <laughs> wow, the Memphis 10. And uh, that, that was very impactful for me. So now here in Northwest Arkansas, I'm doing the same thing for a uh, Fortune 300 uh, transportation company. And um, I just I just love what I do. Now that's a story, okay? Because it's been a journey have- this corporate thing. I'm sure they have farms there, right? In Arkansas. <laughs> I stay next to a farm, actually. <laughs> right outside the community. I'm coming. There's a farm. Everything, horses, cattle. I mean, you name it, it's there. Everything. Whitney yeah. is looking for a black farmer to get married to. So is there any oh. black farmers there? Yeah, actually it is. Mm. Mm. I feel like you know some core. He's I know some. They're probably yeah. down there smoking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I, I felt that I needed to come to the refuge. I need to be there. I love it. So we, we're, we're I'm trying to marry her off ASAP because the DMs is not working out um, no. for her right now. I love that. Um, well, speaking of dates. Um, Give us a good date night idea. You're you're married, so you've done it all from the wait, beginning. Wait, to wait, wait. How long have you been married? Three years now. And how long were y'all together before you got married? Uh, let's see. Five years. No, sorry. Four. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, like, when did you know? Did you, like, already know her? Or did you just meet her randomly? Like, how did you meet? Yeah, I met her randomly um, when I moved back to Memphis. But for me, I think because this is my second marriage, um, I kind of knew what I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she just ticked all those, all those boxes for me. Uh, not everything, right? Because nobody's perfect. Um, right. She, she ticked most of them to the point where it made sense. Um, she's ambitious. I'm ambitious. Um, and we just fit. We just gel together. You know, we're actually totally opposite people, but together we, we create a power couple here. Mm-hmm. And she flies. So did, did she? Did you just know? Like, did it take you a while to know? Walk me through. 
<laughs> I'm like, walk me through it. Like, did you like after dating? Like, what was it? Did you like know that she was gonna be your wife? Like, walk me through that process. All right, so I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I would say that I really didn't know what love was until I met this woman. Uh, that sounds so beautiful. To the to the <laughs> to the point where I will put up my childish things and and just you know not be reckless. Um, I knew then. Uh, I knew then. So, yeah. Love that. Look at that. Whitney, uh, me and Whitney have a challenge um, going on right now. It's for women to start shooting their shot. How would you feel if a woman, you know, before marriage and all that, yeah, a woman came and approached you either like, okay, you're at a bar and she buys you a drink or you're at the gym and she roll up and asks you for your number. Do you is that hot when a girl is making the first move? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> so. So Matt said yes. What do you tell? Oh, he, he likes it. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I like it. Okay. I'm here yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Oh, yeah. they can still hear us. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on the other side here. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think we're getting away from the days where you know the man has to be the one that initiates the interaction. Um, okay. I think as long as there's some type of attraction, you know, you, you right. Yeah. Okay. okay. First move. See, we might be on to something with. We might be on to something. No shame in it at all. No, What'd no, shame. no shame. What did you say? Oh, no, no shame. shame, no shame. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I love that. All right. All right. So. Shooting a shot. Shoot. Wait, 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 wait. We're still on the marriage and dating so oh, yeah. you just knew when you wanted to i don't want to be a player no no that's <laughs> what you knew okay okay so aaron said what is did he say what is a date night idea yeah a good date night idea i mean it's, it's uh, i think that's a uh, curated experience i think it's it's about the person uh there's no cookie cutter like format or framework or foundation uh it just really depends on the person that you're dating uh that person might want to go bowling i mean that person might want to go skating it, it can be a number of things um but i typically take them to date and buster uh, that's 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 what i that, that was my play back in the day uh because two things uh, I like David Buster's. I like playing games. I like playing pool, bowling, and all this stuff. And David Buster usually has all that stuff. So if it doesn't work out, I had a great time. <laughs> we could just go several ways. <laughs> and for real, that's what our guests, our male guests last week said. They take them where they like. Yeah, it's smart. Because yeah, because they're gonna like what it is. No matter they're what, gonna, they're gonna have a good meal. Well, that's cool. I feel like Dave and Buster's, I would be kind of thrown off, but <laughs> you're right. Cause you have drinks, you can drink. I'm like, I'll just, I'm going to get a lot. I'm going to have a few drinks. We're going to take shots and then I'll like, you know, start to like it. But yeah. Cause I feel like it kind of brings you back to like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck e. Cheese. Who's this guy right here? Is he married? He got, what's his date night vibes? Ryan. Hi, we met him earlier. Oh, Hey, you, you got a wife. Ryan? You no, shooting no. your shot? No. Oh. Yeah, I see what Corey's doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in his business today. <laughs> we are. Let's <laughs> see what you're doing. No, I was all good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Um, so the this interactive is- gate, we and Whitney were just talking about like having a date night being more interactive versus always just going to a restaurant. That's way better. Like do something. So I like the games. Yeah. Cause you yeah. really get to like learn more about the person. If you're competitive, that's fun. And I just imagine when you said, um, playing pool like the would you see the movies or the guy gets behind the girl and like teaches her how to play pool <laughs> yeah i don't know how to play i don't know how to play pool so that'll definitely work on me yeah that's a plus <laughs> let me show you how to shoot this shot real quick hey yeah. literally exactly <laughs> i'm down for it <laughs> it's the little things in life yeah i love it i know and actually like your wedding anniversary was just recently because i got my memories from snapchat when we yeah. went to miami yeah last week yeah oh man happy anniversary happy anniversary his wedding was lit we got to go to we got a trip out of it it was miami strip clubs and just you know, who doesn't want to go to miami debauchery. you know it's okay though it was a good time. I remember seeing Aaron's mom at the wedding cutting up. Yeah. I, I felt like I was very epic. <laughs> epic. Miss Venona was getting it. I was like, dang, Shari. She was, she was she so was excited. Yeah. Corey is like her, her son that she never had. Like she yeah. got two girls that she had to deal with. And so Corey is uh, the apple of her eye. So she was going to uh-huh. cut up that dance flow. For him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dropping it low and everything. The the good part about it is I did not have to pick her up. She could hold her own. Okay, Ooh. Mama needs to work. <laughs> Come on, Mama. <laughs> she said I didn't have to pick her back up. Period. <laughs> yeah, she was on that flow. Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, that's epic. <laughs> what is your favorite whiskey bourbon that most people could buy find in their local stores what would you recommend uh, a good one oh mccallum 12 mccallum mm. 12 it's a really good scotch got that uh really nice finish to it uh on on an american whiskey side I would say um, Angel's Envy. There's, there's, it's, it's been coming out a lot lately. Um, the regular one and the uh, rye are really good. Um, what is it called? Angel's Envy. It comes in a bottle mm. that's put some angel wings on the back of it. It's pretty good. Mm. Actually. Pretty good. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend. Mm. All right, Angel's Envy. I remember I brought that bottle there, but I don't think. I had any. I think I was drinking more tequila. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. me and my tequila. But I'm a, I'm going to go to the dark side for the fall here and there. Oh, yeah. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Yeah. I like whiskeys. I feel like we get along well. Mm. It's just, you just have to, I mean, with anything, you just have to be responsible because it can go left. But I have uh, my friend Amber. She likes to just sit for whiskey and she'll just have like her, um, her chaser of coke like just separate and every time sometimes i'm like i want to be like amber tonight and i'm going to do that <laughs> <laughs> and it goes left but i'll be trying mm. but i just feel like it just looks so sexy you know you're just a boss just sipping on this look on this whiskey but <sighs> i gotta, you gotta be prepared. on the tequila 
you got to be prepared in the insides. Yeah, your insides. Like, I don't know if you're feeling it. Yeah. What type of corporate questions do you have for me? All right. So, biggest hurdle in HR right now with the climate we are in with short staff? How do you, like, what would you say is kind of how you are able to overcome that hurting pain? Like a lot of industries are hurting because of short staff. Like, how are you dealing with it? Or you're, how do you think about it? What's your thoughts? So I think that we're in a very unique time in, in, in America where um, there's a good proportionate um, market for people that's not really interested in any type of structured uh, traditional corporate settings, nine to fives, 40 hour work weeks and stuff like that. So uh, we found that providing flexibility and different offerings for us remote, remote work or um, just um, alternate schedules of our, what we were kind of leaning towards. Uh, you know, and just to be quite frank, uh, I think um, we're, we're, we're caught in the middle of um, baby boomers retiring, uh, people doing early exits from for organizations as well too, where uh, you have to find some type of, you have to build out some type of succession plans with your current staff, right? I think it's a lot of focus being put on people on the outside of the organization where you need to really mm-hmm. focus in on a, a lot of your energy, same, the same energy on the people that's inside, paying people well, pay transparency, uh, and, and total packets, total compensation packets are, are key right now for uh, companies to be successful. Uh, I see, I've seen every major big box company come out with all these little different uh, recruitment uh, plays, of sign-on bonuses, or just whatever. But you, you have to work truly on your retention strategy because you don't want these people to leave. You don't want your, your employee staff to leave here. So you have to really sure up that. So, you know, if you sure up your retention game, uh, you won't have to necessarily worry about having to uh, talent acquisition other people for your organization. So that's the key, really. It's, it's a balance between the, both, the two. So if someone was looking for a job right now with all these extra amenities and great things that are being like presented, what would be the thing that you maybe suggest them to pay attention to before going into their next, you know, company that they work for? Like, should they be working on their plans or what? Yeah. So I know it's a lot of people uh, that are um, anti-post education. I think that's still critical. It's a lot of companies getting away from it, having degrees or not. Uh, It's still valid. Um, I think that a candidate should be maximizing their time. If if you're not working right now, going to school, getting certifications, building your network up, uh, and finding those plays because that's what's going to help the person elevate to their next career point. Uh, Because right now, I think I was talking about it the other day, as far as wages is concerned, uh, making 40,000, 50,000, hell, 60, 70, it's not going to cut it anymore. Uh, inflation is running high. There's a lot of stuff is expensive. So you have to be able to come to the table with skill sets, hard and soft skills, uh, yeah. that can equate to an equitable uh, pay compass, like a compensation package for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So definitely continue that education if you're not doing anything. 
So speaking of all these prices, though, I was talking to Whitney how my gas is $3 and I don't appreciate it. So I was seeing some the other day with like, I think it was just a fast food chain saying that they had to increase their pricing for food to pay their employees more, which I kind of had like, you know, a little mixed emotions about because I, I think it just depends on their profit growth margin as well. Like, are you not already charging enough for that? You're making enough, like what's happening there? Do you, do you see a shift in your industry or? Yeah. So, so just in the um, small business restaurant business, the margins are very thin. Um, so either they, they can't necessarily pay the staff a lot or they have to increase the prices on it. Um, just do, just due to the supply chain uh, congestions that we have, the price of everything is going up. Um, so these companies are making tough decisions on whether or not to have, you know, instead of 10 people, maybe five, we can run lean into things balance out. But mm-hmm. I would say that there is no bouncing out anymore. Um, we're in a very unique time where what you see right now is what's going to be. Is there's no going back to um, like lower prices. I mean, it is what it is. Inflation is real. Um, gas prices are are you know hitting us, hitting us everybody at the tank, uh, and those are the results of it. Uh, food costs, uh, as well as transportation and supply chain costs, is definitely going to rise as well too. So. Uh, some companies can absorb that impact because they have so much margin baked in before. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't really like, like a Walmart or a Target and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of these smaller firms, um, they're definitely going to have to raise their prices and they're, they're doing it actually. Yeah. Mm, the price went up. I feel it. Like even going to the grocery store, I'm like, what did I get? Cause I feel like I didn't <laughs> get anything for as much as money as I spent. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's, that, that's right in line with compensation, right? I mean, you can charge a lot. So, you know, unfortunately, we talk about wealth gaps. Um, between, uh, I guess, last year and maybe to the next two, three years, it's going to be a substantial gap in the wealth from low class to, not low class, but just um, lower class uh, economics to medium, mid class, and top end, lower top end. So, um, again, it's back to the point where I say, hey, right now is the time for you to get in, grind, get what you got to do to get to that point. And I mean, I would tell you, I'm in my master program now um, for that very point, uh, because uh, 100,000 is not what it used to be. Uh, 200,000 is almost not what it used to be. Uh, prices of houses are, are crazy. You know, we got a lot of equity in homes now, but it's also almost unattainable to get a house at this point. Um, unless you make a lot of money. So, you know, something has to happen. Uh, and I don't think the economy is going to stabilize to the point where people can take advantage of, of the lower pricing uh, price points. Mm, that's real because the price went up and it's staying. Yeah. Yesterday's do, price is not today's price. I know. Do we, do you foresee that there might be a drop in the housing market? Cause it's still pretty nope. spicy. Nope. It's going to stay up, you think? Yep. If there's a dip, uh, maybe five percent, maybe mm. out of that. Nope. There's a shortage. If, even though we we have a, a plethora of land and just things to do, uh, mm-hmm. space, the cost to build a home uh, or occupy a home has permanently went up. So uh, what you see now, if you can get in, get one, get one. There's no. I'm going to wait it out. It, it doesn't exist at mm. all. 
Um, so now is the time. Strike while the iron's hot, as they say. Um, yeah. Smart. And you built your house, but you, that was way before COVID, right? Correct. Correct. You yeah. got in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 we're good. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I know somebody that just recently sold their house because it was just so, it was a, a price you couldn't refuse. And I was like, I don't blame you because yeah. your house wasn't, you know, anything crazy, but she got crazy price. Correct. So she made that move. So Mm, I love it. So them date nights about to get expensive. You don't do something you want to do. Y'all better make it worth it, y'all. For real. Learn how to cook or something. Figure figure out something. It's the cooking. Corey, you know how to cook. You grill. Ooh, what did you smoke us? The ham? Mm, He got a smoker. He smoked the ham uh, for Easter. So good. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he frying turkeys for Thanksgiving. So y'all know it's going to be lit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a deep ride. Hey. So if y'all go to Arkansas, slide in him, say, yo, I need a, I need a plate. <laughs> Hook it up. Hook it yeah, up. Yeah. Give me some and a turkey. It's the little things in life. Ooh, what are your Thanksgiving plans? So you're frying your turkey. Do you have like family coming in from out of town and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, always. We normally host for Thanksgiving. So um, every year has been increasing. I started with one deep fried turkey. Now I'm up to three. I might have to do four. All depends. On wow. Yeah. Oh, we're going to business doing this stuff, but yeah. Yeah, for the um, just for the holidays, that's a good little side hustle. Yeah, fried up. You, you got a backyard. Yeah. <laughs> His backyard is huge too. Um, what's your dog's name? Midnight. Midnight. Midnight was running around that thing like a crazy man. <laughs> Midnight is a, a piece of work, but we 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 became cool after a while. <laughs> I love it. Um, That's a good dog name. Where can they find you if they want to like look you up or to see what you're up to or what cigars you're smoking on? How can they find you, Corey? Yeah, uh, so I think I got my handle on my screen here: CL Aficionado on Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm at sometimes. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm, you know, I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm not a really big social media person. I'm more of a, and maybe COVID kind of enhanced this for me, is that I, w- I want to build face-to-face connections with people. Um, so social media is not the platform for me, even though I respect this and this is great. Uh, I do a lot of my work outside, offline, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that's important. And, and that's another thing I will have to add is that um, now that COVID's kind of residing a little bit, um, take the opportunities to, to get out and network with people, not necessarily for a uh, tenant purpose, but just general networking with people, uh, expand your network, because it, honestly, that's, that's, that's what it's going to take in order to succeed. Your yeah. I agree. That's mm-hmm. all about Me the and Aaron were, We were just talking about a networking event today. Yeah, I actually have one here uh, next weekend on the 13th for the National Black NBA chapter for Arkansas here. I'm actually the vice president for, for that chapter, and uh, we're having a whole bunch of people come out and, you know, doing, doing some great things. That's I love that. Like I need to be there. How much are the tickets, Corey? <laughs> it's free. Everything's paid for. It's free. Even better. See, this is my type of party. Food, drinks. Cigars. See, okay, Corey. Whiskey. Corey. So, I mean, I, I feel like 
so there's a, a networking event that was here in Charleston and the tickets are $50. Mm. Okay. And I just, I felt like it was just for the venue. Cause like it was the flyer was more so about the venue to me more than it being for networking. I'm like, we just paying for the, uh, for the yeah. event and the food and drinks. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot of folks trying to capitalize on that stuff, but I feel yeah. that. If, if if I break down those barriers of of people having to pay to come to an event, uh, you know, I, it's, it's just not worth it. I mean, we've been locked up for a while, so I don't I don't want to bust anybody's head open to get yeah. in you know, and do anything. I mean, you know, I rather people come and genuinely want to network and have a good time and, and build some connections that way versus trying to capitalize on on that stuff. Yeah. See, that's what you call like a long-term investment because you guys yeah. will provide all that and the connections you got to make yeah that's a whole lot that's of money good. in this mug for <laughs> real yeah, yeah. i'm here for it if, if i wasn't working that weekend i sure right i up. know i was gonna go come right to uh, arkansas <laughs> yeah we do fantastic things here that's for I sure i love it Yes, I'm definitely coming back to visit. Um, I'll bring Whitney down next time with me. Um, you guys yeah. check him out. Corey is amazing. And he's also blood. Okay, so come <laughs> come correct. Um, and <laughs> make sure you guys follow us on hospitality underscore queens. Email us at H-E-Y-H-Q-S at gmail.com with all your stories or recommendations. Or if you in Arkansas, go ahead and get these connections going you can hit us up in the dm we'll put you in the right place yeah. because obviously they're doing something right okay they got yeah. the cigars and the whiskey and the scotch i, got, I barely got the whiskey <laughs> it's a whole vibe over there i'm here it's for it vibe. awesome and i'm aaron get toned with e on instagram and we get toned as my business page Yes, and you can find me on Instagram, Whitney White one underscore, and shop my store at shop twenty two thirty as well. Thank you for meeting with us, Corey. This is dope. Yeah, I feel like you're so like I don't know, like grown up. <laughs> well, you know me like a long time ago. So. <laughs> yeah, like you had dread. Did you have dread? Yes, I did actually. I'm like unpacking everything. I'm like, I feel like Corey had yeah. dread. Like, I know that it's now. dope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the growth for me. I love it. Yes, I'm here for the growth. We were just talking about that. I was telling, him, I was like, oh, I feel my age now. Like, I feel it. Um, so shout outs to that. You you still looking young and vibrant. Keep yeah, that's I'm like, what? You're, you're about to be 40 that you don't even like, you know, but you know, black don't crack, but. I just feel like we were all so young back then, like kind of like babies for real. Yeah. Very young and stuff like that. In these Damn. Tampa streets, having a good old time. It was yeah. a good, good time. time. It was a good time. I miss it. That's I, and, and we don't know how to do nothing. We, we know how to have a good time. We like, know how to have a good time. Always. Yeah. Corey's always a good time. When he comes to Dallas, I already know what's going down and that's part of that networking because he doesn't even live here and then he's taking me to places and showed me the owners and stuff of different places so yeah. networking is so big speaking of that shout out to dallas leaf cigar club hey. yes dallas wow. leaf yeah. you guys. Yep. yes you took me to one of their events uh one time so yes definitely shout outs to them uh, if you're in dallas they go to a lot a lot of venues here so we'll tag them 
um, in this video. Absolutely. I love it. Well, until next time, make sure you guys follow us. Thank you so much, Corey, for coming. And it's um, peace up, eight town down. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> love it. <laughs>